Welcome to the Media Mavens podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, CEO of Axis Entertainment and your host of Media Mavens podcast. And I'm super excited for my guest today, Shay Gerhardt, who's the CEO of Butterflies, the most awesome new headsets I've ever had in the past few years. Hi, Shay. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I had to do the little plug because I'm so excited that I have your butterflies. Even oh, though I love that I you feel like that. A, I felt stupid calling you on your cell phone that I thought I broke it when I didn't. But um, <laughs> these things are awesome. But I'm just, I'm super glad you're on. We've been talking all week on and off about leadership product launches. It's so exciting to see another female founder and CEO in the market right now. So I'm super excited that actually I know you and that we've been chatting all week about all of this. But I want to just first off, like, let's talk about the company. I know we want to talk about leadership and all that stuff on our podcast, but I love butterflies. So I was super excited for the past few weeks to talk to you and have you on. Tell us a little bit about what these things are and like what makes them different because I can sit there and talk all day about how comfortable they are, but I want to really let you get a chance to talk about the company, how you came about this, why the name, why the design on this as well. Yeah, sure. So I have been in the music, mobile and gaming space for most of my career, mostly in executive roles. But one day I was, we have three little boys and my husband was like, Hey, we live in Colorado. And he's like, why don't you go skiing tomorrow? It's going to be a powder day. So, which is like, you know, when you have three little ones, you're like, Oh, that's like a vacation, (laughs) a whole day away. And prior to that, I'd listened to a ton of audiobooks and podcasts. And I always say to my friends, like, Hey, listen to this podcast. It's so cool. Or this audiobook I loved. And they would be like, no, I can't wear earbuds that long. It hurts too much. They fall out of the time. You get that achy feeling in them. I didn't actually have that problem until that night I was going in Colorado. There's crazy traffic. So I was afraid I was going to miss that traffic window, which is you have to leave at 5 a.m. And so I ended up falling asleep with the wired Apple AirPods, which is the same exact design as the wireless AirPods. And I fell asleep with those in, in ear and woke up with that crazy, aching, terrible feeling. So that morning, so all earbuds in the market are made with what's called a plastic clamshell material design. And the two parts just snap together over the earpiece. That has a seam on it. So I split the seam down the middle. I put the the components into my kids' swimmer's wax. And I wore them comfortably under my helmet, ski helmet, all day. Like you, was- you deconstructed a pair of normal Apple AirPods. Because I sleep when I travel, I have a hard time sleeping. And I mean, I don't wear AirPods or a music when I'm skiing or snowboarding just because I'm so afraid. Like I'm, they're going to drop and fall out anyways, but yeah. I sleep with them. And it's so hard when you wake up falling asleep and you have like this headache with this thing jammed in your ear. So I totally understand the pain of that, but you deconstructed, just took it apart and shoved it in swimmer's wax. Yes. And first I should say, no one should ski with earbuds in because it's not safe. I'll try this at home. But yeah, so I put them in my kids' swimmer's wax and it was so comfortable and it wasn't perfect because my hair would get stuck in it. The speaker would get occasionally covered, but the 
sound environment was so much cleaner because it was like a near perfect seal. Plus it was flexing with my ear as it moves. So, and took the pressure of the helmet and allowed it to be comfortable all day. So that Monday I had gone into my office at the time and my CFO is a good friend of mine. I was like, Hey, listen to what I invented this weekend. And he was like, no, this has to exist. So we spent a really long time doing both quantitative and qualitative research to make sure this was a, a big enough problem in the marketplace. And it turns out 87% of earbud users are affected by fit. So they get uncomfortable and painful after a while of wearing them, they fall out all the time, or they don't fit at all. And so, and it's a $32 billion industry. And one of the things you always want to look for when you're going, you're going to launch a company is, is the industry big enough? And is there enough room for new innovation to come in and play? Meaning is the current industry stale and, you know, not addressing current market needs? The earbud was designed 15 years ago. The current form factor was designed 15 years ago with the iPod and meant for 20 minutes of music listening. The way we're using them today, particularly heavy earbud users who are using them from one to seven hours a day, those earbud users are using them while they love music, they're using them for audiobooks, podcasts, streaming video, phone calls. So for completely different use case. So the market is growing due to change in habit and use case. It is not necessarily growing due to technical changes. In 2017, there was the Bluetooth technology became stable enough for Bluetooth and wireless to happen on a mass scale. So that's probably the biggest change in the industry. But other than that, there's no real differentiators between earbud brands today. And so, yeah, so it took us a really long time to invent it. I, I just love this. I love that because they always say the best, best products in the markets and innovations are people that just every day are creating what they need to make their life easier versus sitting there tinkering and think, what can I make next? But like, like I, it's amazing. Why the word butterflies? And it is, and it's B-U-D-E-R-F-L-Y-S, not yeah. Butterfly. So B-U-D is just the pun on but, earbuds, right? Yeah. But when we decided there was a many different angles we could go into this because 87% of this $32 billion market are affected by this pain point. There was a number of different angles we could go into it. But again, the people who are most affected are heavy earbud users, those who are using them for audiobooks, podcasts, streaming video. So we've essentially created our own vertical in the space Every other earbud brand goes after muse, the sexiness of music using artists to promote their brand or athletes to promote music and their brand. We are unapologetically not going after that music category because the use case for our earbuds are is totally different, right? Our users love music, but they're listening to them on the in-home speaker, car stereo, and the big cans, headphones. And so... We named it Butterflies because we call this vertical the knowledge seeker vertical. And so you know that 20 minutes of time when you get to spend time with your podcast or audiobook that sort of that feeds your curiosity and it just or makes you laugh or, you know, all those moments are so important and you shouldn't have to deal with an earbud that's super uncomfortable or falling out all the time or whatever the case is. And so we named it Butterflies because much like the flap of a butterfly's wings will affect weather patterns on the other side of the world. 
so too will those knowledge and a growth mindset can affect the world in such a different way. If you're learning by people like you, Sarah, who are, you know, hearing the voices of others and learning from them or, or stimulating your thinking from other people. And so that's why we named it Butterflies. Okay. So I love the fact that you know that the wings of a butterfly affect weather across the world. That yes. That's amazing that you even know that. So let me ask you a question. So I want to talk about the products for a little bit and what you've built here. I mean, because they're very slim line. They're easy around your neck. They're not intrusive. You could wear, not that we should wear them over skiing, but you could wear helmets over them. You could put your hats over them, baseball hats. They don't stick out. And I mean, I, I love that thought. Let me ask you a few questions. What is the power life on these things? Like if they're powered up and you're listening to them, you got a long flight from here, South America to Europe. How long will these go before they need to be recharged? So again, we have a very innovative product and a very innovative roadmap. One of those is have it's really important. That's wholly focused on this knowledge seeker space and spoken word vertical. And for that group, let's say AirPods have max two hours of usage before you have to put it away in the charging case. For us, we have nine and a half hours of full usage, full volume usage, and 33 hours of idle. And so we did that because you don't want to have the interruption. Again, we're trying to make this experience as seamless as possible for this particular audience. Wow. That needs so, so you guys are really right there where the, the most recent iPods that came out were the iPods 3.0 or the, the new, the most advanced ones. So I just got them and they went from that, you know, the two hour to four hours. They're now eight and a half to nine hours max fully loaded. And they have this and everything. So you guys are right up at the top of the game. If these are nine hours straight music, that's impressive. And 33 hours on idle just to have them. So if I don't have them turned on, I think mine are, have been turned on all night versus like turning it off. They will to stay for 33 is 33 hours idle when they're on not being used or is that the shelf life if you have to charge them whether they're being used or not no they'll still last without you using yeah. them that is only possible in their cans headphones oh got it got yeah. it i didn't know that so so if i wasn't using these and i just you know they were put in my drawer and i wasn't using them for a few days they don't lose power if they're not put in their little charges 24 7 right like, right, exactly. Know, or, and so how our users are using them is they just wake up in the morning, pair them with their devices. And again, it's a smart device. So it will, it will switch once it learns your devices, it will switch between your phone oh, and the, computer. The pairing was so easy. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm on an iOS and these paired up within seconds. Yeah, it's great. Every time. I, and then right now, like, even though I'm not on them, I just go near them and they pair up if I don't turn them off. So yeah. super easy. But the, so the design is, I'm going to go through a few of the highlights of these butterflies. Obviously design, which is a tremendous thing that you did there. I know the fit and everything. Let's talk about the balance and technology of the sound through these things. I mean, I had them on listening to a, one of our podcasts. I have not, you know, done a call on them and I have not listened to music on them too much. How is the acoustic on here and the sound? Let's talk about that. Cause I know you have noise isolation. You've got some proprietary technology on the sound quality. So with the static of music on some I am podcasts, you know, with the outside noises aren't as clear, but this really has some advanced technologies 
that gives you better clarity and um, filters out all those outside noises and the statics within the podcast recordings. Yeah. So we put in, I mean, first in regard to fit, the reason the fit is so innovative is the human ear is constantly moving when you talk and chew and exercise. So that movement in your ear is causing friction against that hard plastic clamshell designs of all other earbuds. The current industry solution is that little rubber foam ear tip, which has yeah. done, according to the research has done, our industry experts have done very little to solve for the comfort aspect of it. And so we created an earbud that continually flexes with your ear as it moves. And the longer you wear it, it gets more comfortable because it works with your body heat. So it becomes more comfortable over time. That being said, it was incredibly challenging to develop a, because sound waves, you know, are tricky to develop the sound coming through that was so superior. We also brought in a much higher speaker system that originated from the hearing aid industry because we're going after this spoken word vertical. It was so important to have all the nuanced sound in the sound spectrum versus most earbuds in this price point range, which is called the mid price point range. High-end earbuds are like $2,000. So this price point range, they usually blow out one end. And generally that's the, the base side is really blown out where you don't get the, all the nuance of sound throughout the whole yeah. sound spectrum. So we have this speaker system that allows for all the intricacies of, of the conversations you're having. You know, a lot of times you feel like you're right in the room with the podcast that you're listening to. So it's such a cool experience. I mean, we, we're also building a software SaaS product that goes on the earbud platform, but our engineers are in India and they speak English, but they have a different cadence to their, their speech. And so it takes my brain like a second to like catch up and like, you know, revert to thinking about it. And with our earbuds, you can hear it so much cleaner. You can hear the deep sighs, the giggles. You can hear all those nuances of the conversation, which is really important to our consumer base. So that was just my my little side story, but that it is just it's such a clean. <laughs> I get so like every time I, I love talking to you about this this whole entire week. Quick question: so for those who are hard of hearing, because I know there's one or two products coming out, and there is a, a one coming out in the market that's based on because you hear with the bone in your ear, from what I was understanding, not with within your ears, and it's made for a better sound for those you know, who need a recording or hard of hearing, or do these have that similar technology to where, like what you're talking about earlier, for those hard to hearing people, people are leaving there, they will not, I mean, a lot of artists in the music space, as you know, you know, you're in the loud environments for so long, it does affect your eardrums, it does affect your hearing. Are these a little more sensitive to those that have hearing loss or is it kind of the same as? Well, so two things. Everyone in this price point has the ability to do environmental sound reduction and sound enhancement. So if you're a little bit hard of hearing, yeah, it's good to use an earbud because you can actually, we can, you can isolate the sounds and so the voices that you're talking to. The bone conduction thing is, it's such a cool technology, but it's, it is different so that you're, you your ear is still exposed to all the sounds around you, which could be appealing to a lot of people because ours are so isolating and you'd have to pipe the sound back into your ear. But with those bone conduction, I mean, a lot of times what people are doing is putting the bone conduction in, but they also then have to put a earplug in their ear so they don't hear the sound. 
And so those have actually been around for a really long time. It's a really cool technology. It just hasn't quite taken off like they expected it to. I always love new, innovative ways of thinking of things. So if it's a way to solve hearing, I think that's awesome. We don't have bone conduction as part of our experience today, but that doesn't mean that we won't, if that becomes an issue, you know, something that would meet our our mission, we would definitely go down that path. Well, it's like every startup, you know, you're always, you're constantly innovating. You're never done with where you're at. You're always building. You're always trying to improve. You're always, you know, trying to keep up with how lifestyle we move, we change so much. So I think the innovation is definitely there. What I love about this as well is that if you need to charge it, but you, like if you, you know, your battery dies and you need to recharge the earbuds, my butterflies, and you have to still get online or a Zoom or something you could actually plug the T2 linen wire cables to where you just plug these into the earpieces and you plug it in to the port in your computer and you could still hear and use them with the um, linen wire cable while you're charging it, right? Yep, yep. So we have a really cool cable system where you have the wireless cable and then you have the wired cable. So exactly, we did it, you know, mostly because if you wanted to, if it, if you ran out after the 33 hours long flight or whatever the case is, you could plug the earbuds into your device rather than using the wireless technology. However, once we launched with that product, it a ton of our users came back and was like, thank you so much for this because I prefer to have them plugged into my computer because the Bluetooth on my computer isn't that good. And then the one that surprised us the most was people came back and was like, yeah, I hate meditating with Bluetooth. So I use the wired cables during my meditations or when I'm sleeping. I don't want Bluetooth going through my head, which I didn't even know was a thing. But that's been one of our biggest reasons why people are purchasing that cable. Additional cables alongside with the one that comes in your package. Now, can these be plugged in to your smartphone if you are traveling? I know the plugs kind of, it's the sound port plug on the back of computers. How does that, and does that is there a connector or an accessory to plug it into phones? Or, or if not, is that something kind of in your innovation down in trajectory for our next series of products coming out? Yes. So right now it's a three and a half millimeter jack. And that one, you just have to buy the little converter dongle for the lightning jack if you have an old iPhone. Or, but there, our next release, which should be out in the next six months or so, will have the USB-C jack so you can plug it right into your device oh god that's my next thing then that i'm going to have to definitely look at so and so this is amazing so shay let's talk about like trajectory like you guys are a startup you've been around for a while tremendous job on this do you what's coming down the road for butterflies like do you have any other products that we could talk about that and i know you guys are in r&d right now but i want to kind of talk a little bit about the future of butterflies right now Yeah. So we have the current products on the market, which is solving for the long-term comfort and fit. It's pure to anything on the market. And then the other thing we've been building for about two years now is, and first I'll tell you the business reason, but the market is going, and again, it's a huge market with, with not a lot of innovation. The big there's no two brands in the market that are bigger than 50% of the market. So Apple is the biggest and it's only 34% of the market. So essentially, I mean 66% of the market is up for grabs right now. So, and we're essentially going after one percent, right? <laughs> so 
But the market is projected to be at $152 billion in the next few years. And that's because industry is the industry is projecting that the the earbud over the watch over the glasses will become the dominant platform for all computing and communication device and so the and it's a great margin industry so we have been building that bridge so you can't realize that type of growth in the industry without an earbud that people can wear for long periods of time so that was our entry point into the market and then We've been building a, again, hyper-focused on this knowledge seeker spoken word vertical that we're creating. We've been building a the first SaaS product on the platform, on the earbud platform, which essentially is like, so we're solving for a consumer's current use case. So heavy earbud, I mean, podcast listeners or audiobook listeners, right now, when they're listening to a a book or a, a podcast that they really enjoy or hear a cool quote or an interesting fact that they want to save, right now they pause, rewind, write it down. Pause, rewind, write it down. Or they tag it in the the app and never go back to it. We've created an experience where, let's say you're riding your bike or hiking, you hear a cool quote you want to save, you can activate our earbuds, either swipe or voice assistance, and we'll record the last 20 seconds, the next 20 seconds, translate that to text, so add the metadata. So who the podcaster is, the author, the platform, Audible, Spotify, and then you can voice tag it. So this is my paper on Abraham Lincoln or whatever you're writing. Yeah. I love history. So I yeah. <laughs> history books. And then you store it to your Butterflies account. You can either use it however you want to use it on Butterflies as a productivity tool, or you can sh- share it with your productivity tool. So if you use Evernote or whatever you use. The other cool thing about that experience is so... Right now, there's a million companies that are recording all of the Zoom call, right? For meeting recording. And then you have to go back and essentially read 45 minutes of the meeting you were just in. For us, you can self-activate the snippets that you want to save for the action item. So busy people right now are going from back to back to back to back meetings. And at the end of the day, it's hard to recap everything, right? So we've created an experience where like you're on the go, you can have a walk in whatever you're doing, walking meeting in the car, and you you self-indicate the most important action items. And at the end of the day, you essentially have the recap ready for you and ready to go. So that is just, we're simply solving a current, making you know our current users life easier by solving that that issue for them. But what it's also doing is sort of bridging that gap between what today's earbuds are doing for people and giving that deep understanding of how smart the earbud platform will be in the future. Yeah. Now, I I think that's, uh, I mean, this is amazing. I love this. I love that you guys have the champagne color and the black one. It's funny because like, and I feel like it's like shameless plugging a product. It always cracks me up when it comes to people. But like, I feel like, you know, owning a PR firm, having a podcast, when like we get excited about certain products, we want to talk about it. Yeah, and I, and I do, and I do like, and I've been chatting with you all week about leadership and products and this and everything. And I do want to give you massive respect and kudos because when I did go on the website, I love that you had that pop-up that People Magazine did legally I and mean, officially publicly announced that butterflies are their number one choice for comfort right yeah. now. And everything. That was awesome. I'm so, so proud of you for that. Yeah. Well that was awesome. that. I mean, it gets amazing. Like we talk a lot about like the leadership and everything in this, 
So I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about, because I know we talked a lot about, you know, running the startups tough. Well, we all know it's a grind and what you go through for it. It's not like being on the corporate side, but I mean, are you seeing how much, how much of a difference are you seeing from, you know, being a team player because you have a music and gaming background and then pivoting from that over to actually having to lead a team of people and developers? I mean, I mean, I know they always say, because when I worked for a big agency, we ran all this stuff. Then when I started my own agency, people were always making comments like, oh, how fun, how nice. I, you know, it's so, I wish I was you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? The grass isn't always greener. It's a different shade of green. You got to figure out where you can handle the stress load. What drives you? What gets you up every day to motivate you? It could yeah. be working on a project to sit to fruition. Or it could be leading the teams that are innovating and creating. And I think it's different for everybody because it's so hard to lead a company. And, I, you know, we've been talking a lot with our previous guests on leadership, especially with some of these most amazing, badass innovations on um, a product technology from metaverse to, um, you know, earbuds. And I, it, I just feel like it's tremendous when you talk to people who were just grinding through for a company and then pivot it to an actual startup on their own. I mean, have you like seen a big difference? Is it just like a different type of leadership? Or I mean, how did you transition that over? Yeah, I mean, that's such a good point, Sarah, because there is a completely different mind shift in working for a company and then running your own company, especially a startup working for a startup and running a startup is not for the faint of heart, right? Like there's a lot of gray area. You are paving the way to something that doesn't exist in the world. That's untested, especially when you're innovating new technologies. But I, early on in my career, I got advice, like whatever department you're running. So I used to be head of operation. I was head of operations. I was head of marketing for a few companies, both big and small. And I always treated my department, you know, and sometimes I would have a hundred people plus reporting up to me as if it was my own operation and company. So just like everything I do now to my board, I would do for my CEO, make sure we were growing, set our goals and objectives, make sure we were on track, keep checking in, keep growing my team and the individuals on my team and enhancing their skills, but then reporting back to my CEO as if he was a my board member. Like, here's how we're performing. Here's where we're we're underperforming. Here's what we're doing to adjust that. You know, I, I thought about it the same way. So wholeheartedly, I treated those organizations like they were my company because, and it probably is because I have an entrepreneurial spirit and sort of mind, you know? And so transitioning to owning my own. I mean, it was interesting because I essentially sent my husband down and had written the business plan for butterflies. And then, but I was also very interested in going back and getting my PhD in economics because research and economics are one of the most interesting things in the world to me. I don't know. So I necessarily wanted to be a professor, but definitely wanted to do the research side of the stuff. But I presented it to him as if he was my board at the time. I took him out to dinner and he was like, and I was like, okay, you know, here's the butterflies plan. Here's what I think, you know, the types of revenue projection. I mean, had I had everything in there. And honestly, he's probably the only person that's read the whole thing because uh, no one reads business plans anymore. And then here's why what I want to do with 
with the PhD. And he was like, listen, we're paying for your last graduate school still. You have always been doing this for other companies and growing their business because my expertise has been going into companies that are in crowded marketplaces, finding a path to grow and growing the business to exit. And he's like, so you've been doing this for your other companies. So why don't you start Butterflies and do it for yourself? Which I completely appreciated. And then it turns out he really stabbed himself in the foot with that one because it cost a lot more money for me to have my own startup than it would to get my PhD. But I guess that's how how I think about it. I think there is a difference between people who can handle working in a startup and who get and are thrilled by it and people who are better off in corporate positions. And the corporate position at least is like a little bit more like secure. It's just not as interesting, right? So we actually hire someone who has more of an entrepreneurial mindset versus having someone who is has all the corporate background that, that you want, right? There's, you're so tempted by that skill set. But in the end, you know, you need that entrepreneurial mindset working for you. Yeah, no, I think it's hard. I mean, I think, you know, we always talk about you know, everybody can make easy decisions. We all make easy decisions every day. That's not a big deal. I think true leadership is making those hard decisions that, you know, because you know when you make hard decisions, it's going to affect somebody's job or it's going to affect something and be able to make a hard decision. Well, I think with the class and grace in which you went into it is really hard to do because sometimes it gets so caught up in what we're doing. is like, you do have to sacrifice laying off somebody, cutting budgets, making decisions yeah. and you know somebody might have worked really hard on a project that you're just like you just put 18 hours into this but it's not where it should be and and it's and it's hard because I had to do that with my staff like I like so much pain and time and work goes into PR on the backside to make clients look good on the front end but yeah. you know, I got lucky with some staff who just thrive on that they love grinding through they love seeing that end result but then there's a lot of people who just like you said they just not that they can't hack it, they're just not good in certain roles or certain areas of leadership. But I yeah. always say, you know, like I always talk about like failures, like it's always just the success of failures is my big thing. Every time we fail and stumble and fall, it's a learning experience of what we did wrong, what our environment around us, how we handled it. It's not so much the failures, it's how you're picking yourself back up and moving on. That's the sign of a true leader. And I always want to talk about failures. It's the success of failures is a true sign of leadership because we learn, we grow, we push to be better, to innovate, to lead our team. I mean, we're human. So, you know, you get these people who are like, oh no, it's never my fault. Like we're in our twenties, we all get beaten down our twenties and big companies yelled and screamed out because God forbid nobody on the VP level, CC would ever make that mistake. But I feel like, being humble, being authentic. Look, we all make mistakes. Like I go to my staff, oh shit. Okay, this was my bad. This is my mistake. I didn't either read it. I wasn't in that meeting. I made an assumption because, you know, I have the knowledge of the CEO, but I was wrong. I did not make a good decision or I was misinformed and have the wrong perception. But I'm always with my staff. No, no, this is my mistake. Tell me again what I missed because we're all human. We're all growing. And I think that's a good sign of leadership is when you can find the success from your failures, you can grow, you can teach. And it's, you know, a good leader has to be a good team player. So I think there's yeah. so many layers of what makes you a good leader. And if you cannot 
pinpoint and understand what those are, good, better, and different, it doesn't, you, you'll never be a leader because you have to understand you are going to fail. You have to learn. You have to bring people in who know more than you. I always say, and I've been cut from a lot of um, interviews that I've done. I always say you can't lead your business by your ego. You can't lead by ego. It never turns out well, you know? And so, and people hear that and it's not putting you down. You just, you don't, you could be confident and assured. You got to be human. You got to be authentic. You can't lead with your ego. Yeah. I just, it won't do you any good. And I'm actually a big proponent of like Socratic dialogue or, or debate in that. I think it gets the best thinking out of everyone. It also helps you find the holes in your thinking. It helps stretch your thinking. And you might come out just like you said with your team, like you might come out on the other side and be like, okay, I don't agree with myself anymore. Right. Or I don't agree with that point I had originally made because you guys were so convincing and it came up with such good input there. And that it is critical to a, a to any business, I think, and particularly a startup, because no matter what, one person isn't smart enough to to have it. So you need that everybody's best thinking always involved. And there will be times where your best thinking, you know, still gets shot down as long as you guys are all focused on the end goal. I think of it like a a soccer game, right? So we our goal is to get a goal in the thing, but we have a whole team working together and there's no set path on how we get down to the goal. It's we're understanding each move based on the information we have at that in that moment with a focus on getting a goal, right? And so that's how a lot like what a startup is. Like we know where we're headed and we need to have the best thinking and the best team and the most diverse skill sets to get us there. I think it's like, it's kind of like, I always, probably leadership to sports. And we talked about this earlier, those sports athletic side of competitive edge and everything. It's like, sometimes you just got to lay down your CEO hat, your leadership role, roll up your sleeves to get out there and play with the team to understand where they're going, what they're doing. And it doesn't mean you're a less effective leader. It doesn't take anything away. It gives you more inside perspective to what has to happen within the teams. Like you said, where the holes are, and it's like, I love like, the, like, and this is my, this cracks me up every time we talk about leadership. People are always putting down a lot of like kind of the tech's greatest leaders in history. And, you know, when I was up working for a big agency, we did run with Sun, Microsoft, you know, all of these guys, Oracle. And I love everybody. I always used to pinpoint um, Larry Ellison. Oh, he's such an asshole. This is and this, you know, because he has his ego and he's so, you know, super wealthy. Well, he's a tech billionaire, but when you talk to these guys one-on-one, and I've been very privileged to have one-on-one conversations with, you know, some of these guys, you know, friends with some of these guys. And when I talked to some of them, like, you know, I was like, well, I'm where I'm at because of the team I had around me. Larry Ellison is one of the guys who always, uh, in one of his books, I think he's like, I am who I am. This is a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar company because I had a good team. I, I didn't know shit about half of this stuff. He brought a team around him that yeah. he's able to lead to get to, you know, Bill Gates has said the same thing. Actually, Bill Gates in one of two of his books attributed his success to his PR person. Um, Patty, oh, cool. he said he is the man he is and who he is to lead the corporation he is today because she stuck by him. Corporate training, CEO training made him into the walking, talking CEO he is. We all know the story about you know, with Apple. 
Steve Jobs didn't have a publicity problem. He had a public relations problem, but mm-hmm. he wanted the right people to help him in an area. He's a genius, but he just didn't know, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I've talked to Mark Cuban, but I know a few times about, and I love in these startup grinds, people like, oh, Mark Cuban, you know, he's on Shark Tank. He's this, this, and this, you know, he's such an asshole. He doesn't support startups. Mark does support startups. Mark supports smart people. Mm-hmm. Products are easy. VC money and investments could buy you better R&D, but you can't buy a better CEO. Aqua Funding is investing in that leadership and that person that no matter what I give them, they will get you from point A to point B because they know how to lead. They know how to make things happen. You can't, if you have a leader or a CEO, no matter how much money I give you, you're still going to run it into the ground if you don't know what you're doing and you have an ego and you aren't stepping back to understand what you need to do. If you're yeah. an amazing person, but your product's a little wonky, but you're an amazing leader individual, you're who I want driving my company. Money yeah. buy better R&D. And like, I've been so privileged to be able to be friends with some of these guys over the years. And they're so humble, so authentic, and they're so spot on with mm-hmm. what they do. They bring in people around them, teams that help them build the success they've had and the success for others. And I just think, you know, we kind of see stuff in the media and make our own opinions because we are like, our opinions are just that perception is just molded by everything around us. But I think as a CEO, you have to kind of quell the noise around you. Look deep in at the truth. Can I lead this team? You know, can I lead this? Can I take my team to the NFL? You know, can I take my team to a Super Bowl, to a championship, whether it's NBA, sports, whatever. It's the same thing for technology, entertainment companies. Can you take your team there? And if you can, who do you need to help get you to that end game? And I think a lot of people don't really want to stop and before they jump in to make those decisions and be honest with themselves. If I'm going to lead, here's the best way I'm going to be able to lead to that success. And I think that's where we kind of not, we kind of miss the boat in that because a lot of startups fail. A lot of people like the metaverse, right? And the whole NFT market, everybody was like a land grab, free money, it's easy money. I could create this, boom, it's going to happen. And but 98% of those companies are now gone, failed, moved on to something else. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no leadership there. There's no there there. You got to be able to be strategic and understand to see past the fray that there is an end game there. You just got to figure out how to get there. And yeah. I think that is a really strong point of leadership that I've seen that we talk about a lot. And I know you and I've talked about women leadership. There's not a lot of, and I will hate to say this publicly, but there's not a lot of female founders that could grind through, stick it out and get to that. And you have an MVP. Like, and you're in a crowded space, you're, you're up against Apple, you're against Beats, and you have such a tremendous MVP on the market right now. And being a female founder, getting through that is just a phenomenal thing to be proud of. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like the being a humble about knowing where your skill sets lie and where you really need to hire. Because there's, I mean, I never think about our team as hierarchical. It's more of we're linear and you're handling logistics, you're handling product, you're handling customer experience. And that is something like, I just wouldn't, I, you know, that's not where my expertise lies. So I have to hire someone that's an expert. So I'd never assume that, you know, I could do all of those things. 
I would also get burned out. I mean, right now I'm having trouble finding enough time in the day, you know? And so that, I do think that having that humble understanding of where your skill sets lie and, and how to lead a team of people who are experts at things that, that know way more about you than what, you, what you're doing is really important. And I've just been incredibly lucky to have the team that we have because it's allowed us to get from zero to where we are today, an incredibly fast time with a, you know, with a very modest budget compared to those in our category, right? Yeah, no, I think it's tremendous. Now, I have a quick question for you. Can I run out of time here, Shay? You could use the headphones for music, Mm -hmm. sound quality, you know, for the podcast and stuff where you, you made this, created this out of, but you could take calls on this, right? Just like a normal pair. Yes. Yep. We have a really high end microphone. Again, we're going after sort of this professional aspect of people who, who need it for voice, for voice calls and video calls and so forth. So yeah, that's really important to us. Yeah. So, I mean, this is amazing. And so your expansion is obviously a bit more features. Do you have more different headsets coming out down the road? Yeah. I mean, we have a whole product lineup. This one was just meant to, you know, this one was our first release. Well, it's actually technically it's the fourth release, but it was the to get out in the market and really solve for this long-term comfort, high quality sound and long battery life and addressing that immediate need of our users and then just growing from there. Is the um, design going to be the same on the um, following versions or are you going to change the design? And you're going to always keep the cord for flexibility and ease of use. Is that going to change down the road? Or are you going to kind of stick true to where your MVP is right now? Yeah. So we also have in the pipeline, a TWS product that will come with a, it will come with a wireless charging cable. All of these we have patents on. And so instead of having to put it away in your case to charge it, you can just plug them in and they'll charge while you're using them. So you never have to stop using them. So that is, that's in the future. And then this SaaS platform is in the future. The designs all will have different features sets and, you know, sort of industrial design looks and feel will change in the future. But that core comfort technology that we've invented and patented is going to be core to all earbuds in the future. That's awesome. So I know we're wrapping up here. I'm so glad you came on to chat about this. Where can people go get a pair of butterflies? So right now we are on butterflies.com. So B-U-D-E-R-F-L-Y-S. So we say no T's, one D. And then in the near future, we just haven't got, we've been selling out of every bit of inventory we get in the door. We just upgraded our manufacturers to, so that we could reach about 50,000 units a month. And so soon we'll be on Amazon and all the retail outlets, but we've just been on butterflies because we couldn't keep them in the door. So that's where you can get us now. Yeah. Good problem to have, right? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. But I mean, it's just perfect timing for holidays. I'm glad that you guys were able to move your manufacturing and get more out the door, especially in up to the holidays right now. Yeah, yeah. No, we're glad. And it was just painful. We just didn't know how to anticipate it because we've done very little marketing to this point. So we'll start running like a regular company here. But it was it's really, you're right, it's a good problem to have. And right now, 14% of our users are repeat purchasing the earbuds, which is huge for a new brand. And so, yeah, I mean, things have been really good. So we're really excited about it. And we're excited about this holiday season to get it in everyone's hands. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. So for anybody who needs to reach you directly, um, where's the best place to reach you? 
Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to start your own business or start your own thing and you just want to bounce something off us, or if you want to get be part of Butterflies, you can reach me on LinkedIn, Shay Gerhart on LinkedIn. And um, I look forward to chatting with you. Oh my God. I'm so excited to watch you grow this company and um, see how you, it's been so great talking to you and catching up. So good to have you on the show today, Shay. We're looking forward to have you come back on again down the road. Good luck through the holidays with the earbuds. They are amazing. I mean, I... Oh, thank you, Sarah. And I'm just super excited that I'm like, we actually met and been talking. I am too. So cool. Smart, innovative women that you could actually talk to that actually understand how to run a business like you do. So it's just been great talking to you all week as well. But looking forward to seeing you soon. Until then, this is Sarah Miller with Media Mavens Podcast. I'm here with Shay Gearhart at Butterflies. We'll see everybody next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Media Mavens podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or want to download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Media Mavens podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit MediaMavensPodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.